All right. This is John Krasinski again back. Uh, now we're with Nikki uh, Kolarik. Nikki, Steel City FC, the journey, uh, it's been quite a journey for the club. Uh, you've been part of since its inception. And even prior to that, Pittsburgh's NPSL clubs, because you were with Fort Pitt Regiment. But uh, this season, this regular season campaign, 10 wins, zero losses, and two draws. Uh, it's been quite a season for Steel City FC, hasn't it, Nikki? Yeah, good to see you again. Um, I feel like we've done this every year. It's good to recap the season and talk to you as always. Um, yeah, it's been an unbelievable season so far. We have most of the guys back from last year, and then um, Coach Brower has really put us through some good sessions and has planned very well for other teams and got us ready for each game. So it's been a fun year, and the boys are loving it. So, so what's the? Is it is it just the next step with this group? Is it is it everyone's just a little bit more mature? A little bit more experience. Uh, it, it, what's the difference? What's the carryover from, you know, you've knocked on the door. You came close to knocking off Cleveland the previous two years. You've been a really solid team, but you just haven't been able to get over that hump. What, what was the difference this year during the regular season? Yeah, I think like what you exactly said right there. I think we have pretty much everybody back from last season with a couple new additions, but not too many. And so I think that helps because obviously, like you said, everyone's getting more mature, getting older, playing more at college and getting more touches. And then, like I said, Dan Brower and the coaching staff have done a great job this year, getting us ready and prepared. Um, I don't think really another team probably goes through sessions like we do and how we plan and prepare. But yeah, I think uh, we also have a good mix of the group. As you know, we have a couple guys in their thirties, a couple guys in their mid to late twenties, and then a bunch of college kids. So it's kind of, a mixture of ages, but we all gel well together. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, a couple of guys in their 30s. Let's talk about them. So, Nikki, <laughs> uh, I think you're one of those guys, right? Yeah, I am. I am. Um, so, what you know, what's your role been this year, maybe as opposed to previous years as well? I'm sure it's been similar, but just talk about your role with the club uh, this year. Yeah, it's definitely similar, similar, obviously leading from the front and, you know, captaining the team, but also kind of giving some of the younger guys reign on, you know, being leaders and, you know, making it their team. A couple guys in general, just Mike Sullivan has stepped up as a leader and great. They're natural leaders and great players. So they've been given reins to kind of make it their team as well, because per se, myself, Rami and then Cole, we're the older guys. We're not going to be allowed or around forever. So. They're going to have to run the team eventually, and they've done a great job. I mean, without some of those guys, obviously the season would never happen. Yeah, and I'm sure it's a challenge. I talked I talk to Tomo, you know, Tom Overden about this too. Uh, in terms of trying to assemble a roster, you ha it's good to have a lot of numbers because throughout the course of a season, uh, you know, in May and June, you, you people might be coming and going here and there in terms of commitments sometimes. Um, and your roster is pretty deep. So when it comes time for that 18, that selection, I'm sure it's a, it's a little challenging. But I mean, it seems like everybody's been part of the program enough that when it's their opportunity to jump in, it, 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 they have to make the most of it. No, definitely. Yeah, I think that's one of also another one of our strengths is we're pretty deep this year in the past years where we can play. Honestly, I think we might have played 28 to 30 guys this year in matches. So that's crucial. And then, like you said, you never know with the college kids, um, you know, coming or leaving for preseason and getting ready to go back early. 
So I think it helps that we have a deep squad and we have some guys that are out of school. So this is really their thing they look forward to playing wise. So that helps also, but yeah, it's a, it's a good group and um, hopefully this upcoming playoff match shows it and that we come out ready to go. All right. So you're 10 and two, you've had uh, a couple tough games. I mean, it, I'm sure competition is pretty fierce in the uh, Great Lakes uh, conference. But again, Cleveland, you know, you, you drew them. Uh, they'll be playing, I believe, Michigan is the other team. Yep. They have, uh, they're not the same pr- program as Michigan Bucks, are they? Or they're, no, they're not. They're different, yeah. That's where you played one year, right? Yep, I played there back in 2013. So almost, man, this is going to make me sound old, but 10 years ago, and we won the whole league. So that was pretty cool, so. I wonder, you know, I got to talk to those NPSL guys and the, their communications guy and find out, like, who's who's the longest tenured NPSL player? You might be getting into that. Uh, yeah. I know. Uh, anyway, yeah. But so these are I believe those are the two squads remaining. Uh, they'll have to play each other for right to play against Steel City FC. Yep. What um, you know, what what do what do you expect in a, in a match against either one of those? Just tell us about those two teams. Yeah. So basically, obviously, uh, the past three years, including this year, we made playoffs. And two years, uh, two years ago and last year, Cleveland has knocked us off both times. So obviously, we they're familiar to us and we know them. And uh, we know what we're going to get with them. But it's always a good match with them. They have some veterans, as we do at Steel City, and some great players. And then... Michigan Rangers actually just came into the conference this year, so they're quite new. But they're also a great side and very good in possession. They're probably one of the best teams in, honestly, the whole NPSL of possession. They have a couple midfielders who play that, like Michigan State and stuff. So pretty solid players and good team. So, But it must be nice to have that advantage, have that extra little bit of rest. You've been on the other side of it. You've, you've had to play on a quick turnaround in the middle of the week uh, and, and each time last recently, you've had to play at Cleveland, I believe. Um, yep. So, yeah, so uh, that must be nice to have that rest. And then, of course, the home field advantage. I don't think this this will be a first for the club to have a home playoff match. Yeah. And like you said, the rest is crucial because I think they're playing Wednesday or Thursday, if I'm not mistaken. And then they have to come. Whoever wins, obviously, has to come to us Saturday. So the rest. Is, is very important, especially for guys like me getting older. I could use a couple of days off, but um, yeah, it's huge because we get to see who we play. And then, yeah, hosting a playoff game at Founders is going to be unbelievable. I think we should have a pretty good crowd out there. And the atmosphere is always good. If, you, if you've if you never been, I suggest coming for this game. Um, You're really close to the action and you get to see some good, some good, some good soccer played and just it'll be fun. So. Yeah, we are I'm looking forward to it. Pittsburgh Soccer Now will have someone out there, whether it's me or one of the others uh, contributors, but looking forward to, to providing the coverage. And like you said, Founders, it, it's such a unique facility and to be able to play on grass. I mean, that's something Tomo also talked about a couple of weeks ago with me, but uh, it, it is it is unique. And, you know, we're not like you said, maybe you get three, four hundred people a game or something like that. I'm sure it'll for for Saturday. I'm sure it'll be even more. Yeah, I hope so. That I think. Uh, hopefully, we. I think we're coming up with a little slogan. Maybe pack founders or something. We'll see. But hopefully, it's it's packed and it's loud. And you know, we're gonna play some great footy for people to watch. But uh, yeah, I think it founders is definitely 
a little bit of advantage for us because we know how to play on it and it's grass. But I don't think it's any different than playing anywhere else. I mean, it's it's obviously one team versus the other and the better team will win that day. So um, I, I quite like it. I think it gives a little bit of a kind of replicate to like, I guess, like a lower tier English soccer level field where like you're up close and there's kind of a, a building behind and, you know, you can have some beers or food, whatever you enjoy. So I think it's pretty good. Yeah. So in terms of the group and training, like what's a typical week of training? I know it's tough to get everybody together sometimes, but you said Dan's really been organizing some great training sessions and getting gotten the most out of this group. Uh, but the co with the coaching staff, what the preparation will be like for, for a playoff match like this? Yeah, so um, we'll go Monday through Thursday this week, so four sessions a week, um, or four sessions this week, sorry. And, uh, you know, I think a couple of days will be pretty intense, and then other days we'll be working on set pieces and stuff like that. But I think it'll lead us up into the Saturday match pretty good. Um, throughout the year, we've done three or four days a week, and then depending on if we have two games a weekend or one game, it varies. But, um, yeah, the three or four sessions have definitely been good, keeping us sharp and fit and, you know, as a unit, as a team. So, And do you know your status as far as Open Cup goes? So I'm a little confused on that, unfortunately. But I, I thought if we won our conference like we did in the regular season, we would clinch. But I don't think it's like that. I think if we win – this next game against Michigan or Cleveland, we will clinch. And then obviously, I mean, I would love to see if we could win a couple matches and then possibly play the Riverhounds because I think that would just be great for the city in general, just two Pittsburgh teams. I think it would be a great come out of fans and everything. So, Absolutely. I mean, one step at a time, but it's definitely, it's something to shoot for. And I think we've all, we all, that's why, I, you know, I, this conversation with Tomo, I'm sure the, we call them the sickos over there, the people that love the U.S. Open Cup. The, the <laughs> do it in every amateur match and every first round match and second round before the pro teams get involved. I mean, to me, that's the most fun that I that I've had covering the U.S. Open Cup is was covering the Tartan Devils and their trip to Louisville. Uh, yep. Derby City Rovers or, you know, just just those type of that atmosphere. I mean, and with all due respect to the Riverhounds, but you were on the other side of it on that side, too. Yes. To, to watch those amateur teams really take it to a pro team. I mean, it's very exciting stuff. No, it really is. Like you said, I was on a losing end uh, at the Riverhounds, I think, in 2016, doing amateur team. And then when I played PDL in Michigan, we made quite a run and I think ended up playing a USL team as well. So been on both ends and it's definitely a cool tournament. And obviously, I think it grows the game here in the U.S. Yeah. And of course, you have you've had this role. Uh, you talked a lot about leadership earlier in the interview. And again, you get a lot of these younger guys, they're hungry. They want to, you know, to prove themselves. I'm, I'm sure even just playing in the NPSL with a lot of these young players, they're, they're striving. Some of the guys that are playing in college, this is, they want to make their mark when they get back in the preseason with their college teams. But um, I'm sure that, that there's a little bit of hunger with this group. I, I sense it. Oh, yes, there's definitely hunger with this group, especially – the past two years getting um, knocked out by Cleveland. And, you know, I think a lot of guys have aspirations on this team to do well this year and, and continue doing well for this club and then their colleges and possibly go on and play pro. I mean, I think 
almost every kid in college has a aspiration to play pro on this team. And I think we have quite a few guys who actually can make it if they stick with their work ethic and, and stick to getting touches and staying fit. I think it's possible. Yeah. And it's tough. I, I had this conversation with some others as well, Tomo um, and even Ryan Finagy, who's been coaching the Beadling group. You know, it's, it's tough to single out the players, but I'm sure we'll see now as the playoffs come and get involved. And we start covering some of these matches. I think we'll see um, who really comes to the forefront in terms of contributing. But it it can it can come, contributions can come from a lot of different guys, right? Well, that's really, oh, definitely. That's how it's been too. Yes, definitely. I mean, we've. I, I want to say we have like our goal scoring leaders this year. I think everybody's chipped in so much that we don't necessarily have someone who's like over the top in goals, but. Um, yeah, we're so deep that everyone's contributing. Uh, a couple guys who came back, who I'd love, I would love to shout out Tate Money. He's been an absolute force for us up front. And um, even Anthony DeFalco has been good on the wing for us. But there's honestly too many guys to name. So I feel like I'm doing a little bit of disservice to them. But you, the, the Two Duquesne players, right? Yes, two Duquesne players, yep. And of course, we're heading into the into that, and uh, you know, we got Pitt, you got Duquesne, you got the Riverhounds. I mean, we talk about this all the time, Nikki. But again, every year, it just seems like as we turn the page, it's an exciting time. Things are really on the upswing. But I, I, to twenty twenty three, with with everything that has happened so far, I mean, it it really does feel that way. And I think the the Steel City FC is another you know success is another indication that. We've come a long way since you were, you know, like you said, to 2013 when you were playing, you know, coming out of college and you were getting ready to play a little bit in the pros. And we, we really have come a long way, haven't we? Oh, definitely. I mean, the level has definitely grown so much in those 10 years. Like you said, when I came out of St. Francis, I think even when I was playing youth, there's such a difference in quality and just the players, even like athleticism. But yeah, it's honestly great to see because you want to keep growing this game in Pittsburgh. And it's Pittsburgh, such a sport town, not necessarily soccer, but it's getting bigger, like you're saying, and more popular and getting better and everything. So I love to see it. And um, yeah, I mean, like you said, this year, obviously, we're doing good. The women's team for Steel City is doing pretty good. And then the River Rounds, obviously, the past couple of years have been top of the top of the table every year. So that that helps tremendously. Yeah. And finally, seeing those crowds, you know, the 5,000. We've never seen 5,000 every game. Like it's pretty much been a sellout every game. So I think there's we're, we've finally gotten to that level. And I think COVID really slowed some things down. But one thing about COVID, too, your club, it was, you know, you guys were doing stuff. Like, you were involved. There was a small cup in 2020, a little competition. Like, you did whatever you could to keep things going, you know? And I think that was really important. Definitely, yeah. I actually... I'm glad you brought that up because that was a fun time. I, we thought well, the season was canceled, but then that cup came out of nowhere and we actually ended up winning it. And it was, yeah, that was a good year for us or good, you know, a couple months of training, small sided and all that stuff with the COVID rules. But it was good to get together and, you know, play for the Hotspurs back then. But yeah, it was good. All right. Well, Nikki, I, I can't tell you how uh, well, happy many people in the Pittsburgh soccer community are to see Steel City FC really making waves and, and doing good things, but you still got work in front of you. Uh, and, you know, we'll encourage everyone to get out to Founders on Saturday. Uh, has there been a game time finalized or we're still waiting on that? Yes, I think I want to say it's 530. I'm pretty sure. Okay. 
All right. Well, hey, if somebody can make it out there uh, and and still catch the end of the Riverhounds game on their streaming service or whatever, <laughs> that might make for a good good doubleheader. Um, in fact, one of our sponsors, we're sponsoring, uh, being sponsored this month by Glory on the Grass uh, soccer tournaments um, out in Gip. That'll be in Gibsonia on Saturday. So it's going to be a busy day for for a lot of us in Pittsburgh soccer community. Um, but uh, yeah, looking forward to it. And looking forward to, you know, Nikki, wherever you play, Michigan or Cleveland, I think it should be uh, it should be a very exciting moment for for your for your organization, the organization that you've been a part of for so long. Yes, thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Obviously, good to hear from you again and see you. But yeah, it should be a great, great game. And hopefully you all can come out and um, we look forward to seeing you there. All right. Thanks, Nikki. And we'll see you at Founders on Saturday. Good. And that was Nikki Kolarik, uh, Steel City FC, really an opportunity. As you heard Nikki say, um, they're not 100% certain. Uh, I think they have to win on Saturday, uh, and then they could earn a U.S. A berth <coughs> in the U.S. Open proper tournament. There would be other ways that they could get in as well, but that's just so we know. Uh, kind of what's at stake. What's at stake is they could win the Great Lakes Conference, you know, playoff uh, match, the final, and then, of course, the opportunity to move on and, and play in the NPSL, um, the greater NPSL, uh, try to win the Midwest region, and then who knows, maybe even get into the national fold. Um, if they have a deep enough roster to survive the the players that will be uh, maybe going back to college and things like that. Uh, I believe the tournament finishes up somewhere in this last week of July. So we'll be watching it very closely, Steel City FC. And the women's team as well will have a playoff match this week, during the week. Uh, look for more details to follow on Pittsburgh Soccer Now. All right. Well, this is John Krasinski for Pittsburgh Soccer Now. Uh, I'm signing off, but not signing out completely. We've got a busy, busy week. Look for more content to come on Pittsburgh Soccer Now, uh, both uh, in terms of our writing and stories uh, and, of course, uh, more podcasts to come. We do have some scheduled guests, uh, and so it's, I'm excited about what lies ahead for the rest of the week. And, of course, the Riverhounds coverage Wednesday and Saturday as well. All right. Have a good night. And again, this is John Kaczynski sounding off on soccer.